then uh, we can uh, get going so with that i will let ayush introduce himself ayush why don't you go and introduce yourself thanks madamita thank you so much um thank you thank you everybody for joining this session uh, so my name is ayush pajaj i work as a data scientist in fraud and fraud kind department in the natpis group uh, it's for those who don't know it's the uh, fourth largest uk bank and uh, a little intro about myself i i started my career as a machine learning engineer working on chatbots text to speech systems and deployments uh before i i uh, just to just to add up this here uh, i graduated in computer science in 2020 after uh, my stint as machine learning engineer i switched over to data scientist um and uh, which is which is where i am right now and uh, sort of got exposed to awesome awesome data and in uh, uh, working on anomaly detection at scale so yeah pretty exciting stuff great ayush over to you madhumita Thanks, Ayus, for the nice intro. Um, anything that you want to share about yourself uh, that's not on your LinkedIn profile? Uh, sure. Um, I'll I'll also talk a little about um, anomaly detection as well, where which is uh, my current project and um, the company is focusing too extensively on this one as well. So um, we we deal in vast amounts of data and um, particularly in anti-money laundering. Uh, so um, it involves sort of transaction. It involves transaction analysis, studying onboarding profiles, uh, studying risk appetite of the customer, and uh, the biggest challenge in working in this uh, uh, industry is sort of in anomaly detection industries. There is no set profile for anomalies, which I think is true for a lot of industries that apply anomaly detection. So we we used to say in this that uh, we have to uh, evolve as the bad guys are evolving. So we have to keep up with them as well. Uh, as for something that's not in my LinkedIn profile, I like to play chess quite a lot. I I picked it up during uh, lockdown as a hobby and it got stuck since then. So we are really a casual player. So <laughs> please don't challenge me for a match. <laughs> Although I'll be up for it. Sorry. <laughs> that uh, that sounds interesting chess is my favorite but i do not know how to play um that sounds exciting um so let's dive into some of the basics um in terms of uh-huh. what is anomaly detection in simple terms if we have to explain to users who are not aware of what is anomaly detection okay sure so uh, madhumita it can be anything that is out of the ordinary so Sure. I mean, um, defining the ordinary is highly subjective, but any event that raises eyebrows or makes you think, like, what the hell happened, is an anomaly. So uh, you 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 notice anomaly. You you can notice anomaly every day in your life. This can be unexpected traffic to your website, a sudden surge in your favorite stock price, etc. etc. Like, if we take an example, um, Bangalore received uh, a lot of rain this this year, and it was quite an anomaly because I I was reading. Previous years rainfall and uh, this was certainly an anomaly. So we notice anomaly at probably every day, but uh, we don't term it as anomaly. But yeah, it is an anomaly. So yeah, it can be as small as unexpected traffic or as I as Bengal floods. So great. Um, in in terms of uh, when we talk about anomaly, is something unusual, right? Um, mm-hmm. So. I think business performance space or system performance management 
um, I'm sure like unlocking or finding these anomalies are super useful. Um, you, can you share some like industry-wide examples uh, that are very common uh, for anomaly detection and uh, definitely like without uh, anomaly detection, they can't survive. So if you can touch base on some of the examples and which industries are finding it extremely useful. Sure, for sure. So I will be biased towards the financial sector, uh, financial sector. So uh, I can certainly talk about anti-money laundering and how it does transform how we see and find potential money launderers. So uh, it, it sort of, the core is anomaly detection, right? It has made businesses, financial institutions more compliant with the risks their customer possesses and sort of essentially makes banking and finance sector safer for wider audience and wider customers. BFSIs can be a really good example on how uh, money uh, anomaly detection has been applied applied substantially. For example, I mean, we can take a lot of examples: credit card fraud detection, loan delinquency problems. These are very common problems that are available on Kaggle as well. Loan delinquency, insurance fraud, many many use cases that uh, and companies in this sector use extensively to detect outliers. There are a lot of Kaggle competitions and uh, analytics with the competitions that I've been in that uh, have, that caters to this anomaly detection space. And um, the the some of the solutions were very, very advanced. So yeah, I think uh, BFSI can be a good example of how businesses are using anomaly detection. That's great to know. Um, I have a question, follow-up question. I know FinTech uh, is extremely yeah. uh, will be benefited something anomaly detection mm -hmm. and that too in transactions and uh, stuff like that um, I know mm -hmm. that anomaly detection needs a lot of data um, to mm -hmm. find the right anomaly so most of the use cases as for my knowledge is offline in fintech space um, however mm -hmm. real time uh, is also super useful especially for fintech and detecting anomalies in real time um, have you come across any solutions that uh, would be more impactful uh, to catch uh, real-time anomalies? So, uh, I think there are a lot of uh, solutions that cater to uh, streaming data for anomalies, but I think a lot of uh, anomaly detection solutions that we see right now are all passive. So, we use historic data to identify and profile what the anomalies look like and uh, be wary of the future and if we see a particular uh, datum in, in, in the future we can flag it as anomaly but the problem with uh, i see the problem with streaming data and its application and application of anomaly detection and streaming data is um, there are a lot of changing trends in consumer behavior as well as um, um, how consumer utilize the service so with for example if something is an anomaly a year ago it may not be anomaly right now because um, everything is changing so rapidly. We have data drifts, we have model drifts. So not a single uh, piece of machine learning model can work on a streaming environment, I think, but I can be wrong in this. But I, I know there are a lot of passive examples, but not a lot of streaming that that's good and detects anomalies in a very efficient manner. So, yeah. So having some streaming solution uh, would be definitely helpful. Um, is that what we uh, can summarize from the discussion? But we don't have great solutions out there. For sure. I think uh, streaming, uh, anomaly detection on streaming can be a good next step towards uh, 
any anomaly detection solution because it can be an evolution to what we use right now. Uh, everything I've seen is passive. We use historical data a lot on a lot of industries that I have seen in. So yeah, I think a streaming anomaly detection solution would be would be a good next step. And apart from fintech, which other industries would be helpful um, with streaming analytics? Oh, sorry, streaming anomaly detection. Uh, well, I think e-commerce uh, and SEO can uh, help quite a lot. Uh, I think these two come on top of my head as examples. So um, e-commerce websites can uh, utilize stream streaming anomaly detection to uh, sort of cater to fraud. This can also be done in fintech as well, but I think e-commerce can be a larger space to use it. Apart from this, I think SEO would be a good uh, example um, tracking your uh, clicks, click-through rate and everything and traffic on your website can be a good example of streaming, um, streaming anomaly detection. So I think, yeah, there can be other, but I think this too comes to my mind first. Great. To summarize then, uh, this is uh, what we are observing in terms of trends. Uh, definitely fintech, uh, e-commerce, SEO space where we need uh, anomaly detection that to streaming anomaly detection uh, will be extremely useful a passive anomaly detection many solutions are there and people are doing that yeah. but streaming anomaly detection is something nobody has proven their value yet so I think that that's a, a challenge isn't it um, it it, it poses a lot of challenge in streaming as well because you have to uh, you have to be wary of your data distribution changes and model drifts uh, you you can't be just applying a single uh, single model to it and just wait and see how it changes. So you have to be uh, wary of the future and how uh, data might change and customer consumer trends might change. So that's also is a huge factor. I think that's probably the biggest roadblock in streaming anomaly detection. Uh, you're saying that more than the anomaly detection solution uh, in general in streaming. The main challenge is about uh, data preparation and how to maintain the data quality so that uh, streaming anomaly detection happens accurately. Is that what you're trying to say? I think that's uh, that's a technical summary that you gave uh, a data data flow and everything. I think that can be uh, that can. Th I think there are solutions that exist right now for this, but I, I'm more talking uh, uh, talking about the concepts behind how to. Uh, how businesses can use stream uh, streaming anomaly detection. So, um, just just talking, just just thinking about how uh, conceptually can be a roadblock um, for for this use case. Oh, that's a great point because, you brought in. I think yeah. what you're trying to say is like definitely technical challenges uh, exist, but I think conceptually, uh, businesses are not yet there or comfortable adopting streaming yes i think yes that would be a good summary yes that's a that's a good point um do you, have you ever given a thought about it uh, in terms of how to overcome this challenge is it the data literacy that businesses have and uh, making and then uh, making them aware uh, in terms of how streaming analytics going to add value sorry streaming anomaly detection is going to add a lot of value to them. Uh, well, uh, I, I can I can see it from a lens of uh, uh, a fintech space because I, I work in fintech. The the thing is, uh, there isn't a single way we uh, detect anomalies. So um, 
personally have been in multiple anomaly detection um, um, anomaly detection projects and the thing i've noticed is uh, all are in anomaly detection um, projects but the way we approach is different uh, and how we utilize data and what data is being utilized is different so um, if we can um, sort of subjectivize the problem and uh, build our data around how we uh, understand anomaly is in our business then i think streaming anomaly detection can be a solution because our data would be fixed and uh, our models and whatever we apply would be fixed then i think uh, any any streaming data would uh, go into the model and, and give us if the particular uh, data is an anomaly or not but i think it boils down to how we select our features and how we select our data mm, that's a good point i see a few folks are listening to our discussion uh, i want this session to be interactive so any of you are interested to chime in or have a question or share your perspective or viewpoint raise your hand and i'll invite you to the stage and you can uh, unmute yourself and ask your question or share your perspective okay i do not see any raised hand so i'll move forward with my next question um i think um, as we discussed uh, in terms of the challenges which industry um, is kind of finding it very useful in terms of anomaly detection um, especially driving business performance and in addition uh, we also spoke about what is the untapped area uh, which might be very valuable to businesses but uh, uh, nobody has a great solution for it one and then uh, changing the perspective of business owners uh, who are unaware how streaming anomaly detection can be powerful now this can be a next uh, our next question uh, falls right in place um, as we think about the future um, as the uh, anomaly detection space is evolving how does it look like have you done any research or thinking on this line or have you come across uh, how do you see this going for like looking at future trend how it's going to evolve uh well um, i think uh, it has come a long way in terms of uh, algorithms the number of tools we have at our disposal sure i'm still i mean young in my career but uh, algorithms have been in for like ages like for example a simple method of finding anomalies is uh, an stl decomposition method which dates back to 1990 we still use it quite a lot um, in, in this day and age too um, and and now um, we have visually Uh, easy to use tools that then cater to a larger audience with or without a technical background uh, i i saw third eye from startree in action i think um, the evolution is really going towards fast easy to use uh, low or no code visual tools that can also help us in explainability of models and uh, creating reports and everything so a large part of uh, analysis goes into how we uh, report something or how we present something and Uh, and also how we explain our model so i think um with with visually appealing tools that can uh, that can be that can that that has a plug in play sort of a model so uh, we can uh, integrate our data into it and apply models to it and create reports from it. so i think that that is i think uh, the way going forward thanks thanks for bringing up uh, startree third eye um yes being part of startree 
I've been part of the evolution of Third Eye also at mm -hmm. LinkedIn and here. Um, totally, uh, I can echo what you just said, uh, how it's evolving. Um, I think as for data trends also, um, the main part is like how a low code, no code experience plus uh, how we can marry the business use case with the technical mm -hmm. challenges and remove that friction between the two and reduce the time yeah. to value. I think that is key and uh, storytelling is very important as well. Like if something went wrong, yeah. I think everybody is interested in knowing why something went wrong and all of this happening in real time uh, is the way to go for. Um, so certainly agree and echo with, uh, with, you, uh, with you what you said and thanks for bringing it up. Um, do you, mm -hmm. are you aware of any other um, products or solutions out there falling into the same bucket which are ahead of the game and uh, trying to uh, march towards the future evolution? Uh, well, I haven't stumbled upon any more tools that um, give the same set of features as Third Eye, uh, but I think uh, we will, we, we're going to be seeing a lot more companies and tools that, uh, that that will be coming up with the similar solutions. I think because this is sort of the way going forward because uh, it would be much more easier for data scientists like me and a lot of people, a lot of analysts to um, just focus on the business problem at hand and uh, leave the heavy lifting to tools like Third Eye. So I think, yeah, that, that would be a great addition. Great. And what's your opinion about, uh, I know like Third Eye gives a lot of flexibility. You can plug in any mm. model, like including a, a statistical detection model or ML models as well. Uh, in your mm -hmm. opinion, uh, which models are performing well in terms of catching anomaly detection? Uh, well, I think uh, there isn't one algorithm that I can point out. So uh, it, it's not like uh, we we know that this algorithm will perform well because you you have to understand that uh, you you are a slave of the data because what. Uh, what data you have, your data quality, and what features you have, um, whether they are nominal, ordinal, categorical, numerical, and what sort of business problem are you solving in terms of anomaly detection as well, there can be many. So I think uh, it all boils down to uh, how your experience with the data is, how your experience with the problem is, and how you understand uh, the stakeholders' point of view as well. Um, I, um, I think I've applied um, a simple STL decomposition for anomaly detection as well that has worked very well on 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 a particular data and uh, I've seen a lot of deep learning algorithms as well that um, that can be a hit or a miss as well. So it it isn't like um, a normal vanilla algorithms cannot work and and only deep learning algorithms work, but it all boils down to how you have transformed your data in a way and how you understand your business problem well. Um, there, uh, there are a few algorithms I can talk about which I use on 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 day to day basis, like STL decomposition, Z score, Z score uh, algorithm, isolation forest, and auto encoders. So, and on a lot of uh, ensemble and gradient boosting methods. So, I think um, it it as a data scientist as well, um, you you have to be wary of how you implement algorithms to a data rather than just plugging it an algorithm on any data without looking at it. So. 
understanding variance and everything key statistical methods it's, it's key to uh, before before you apply any ml model it's a great point you brought up uh, yes um, i think first uh, thing is what's the problem you're trying to solve use case Correct. and then uh, thinking and doing the data mining to understand what kind of model will fit in better and then applying the right model to it and i've seen historically if we are monitoring kpis uh, in state of data like there are two ways you can monitor detect anomalies so you might mm. be mining data to find some interesting insights as an example yeah. i'm mining data to find uh, what are the interesting if i'm looking at say address data and i'm mining the mm. data and finding what are the poor uh, quality data in the addresses or what are the addresses that looks like more often than before um and mm -hmm. this is one example of mining the data and identifying anomaly detection there's another way mm. to look at anomaly detection is what we are talking right now is the business performance or system performance it boils down to kpis or metrics right. and when you're trying right. to monitor metrics based on my experience i've seen like statistical model perform better as compared to mm -hmm. ml model because ml model right. comes with a lot of pain in terms of training right. the data and uh, a lot of effort mm -hmm. goes in but in statistical detection using like kpi monitoring could be a lot more easier so what's your opinion uh, on that front i think for sure i'll i'll, I'll second that because um uh you can um, sort of implement a lot of metrics so the thing is uh before embarking on a journey for any data science problem or anomaly detection problem you have to uh, sit with the business sit with the stakeholders and sort of on on paper you have to define what you're trying to do and where you have to go because um, i've i've seen a lot of problems where there is no end there is no goal but you have to uh, address this problem first on how you're going to solve it and how far you're going to solve it so uh, this this was on to uh, as you said kpis and metrics you have to define what's the end goal for you and then start building uh, from from stage 1 so uh, yeah i think uh, that's that's a great point um, you can and 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 of course um, a lot of uh, a lot of anomaly detection as well as data science problems can be solved using simple um statistical methods rather than uh, building a big ml models and with with statistical method there's the ease of explainability as well um you have more hold towards your data flow how uh, how uh, the predictions are being made so yeah i i totally second that great uh, we have quite a few audience again i will just mention that uh, this is an interactive sec uh, session So, if you have any viewpoint or question um, or perspective that you would like to share, uh, raise your hand, and I will invite you to the stage, and uh, you can ask your question or share your perspective or experience, and uh, try to make this interactive. So, let's see if any raised hands for a second. Otherwise, I'll move on to my next question. Okay, I don't see any raise hands. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Mm -hmm. So, um, great thing. Like I mean, to summarize, we spoke about what is anomaly detection, how it is helping managing business performances. We touch base on some of the examples 
and the popular industry-wide um, use cases that are uh, right now getting uh, benefited with anomaly detection. And as we are mm -hmm. thinking the future, how it's evolving, we spoke about that. And now let's discuss what are some of the common challenges that are still coming on the way uh, to use mm -hmm. anomaly detection to manage business performance or metrics or KPIs. And what is your role as a data scientist in that? And as a data scientist, what are the challenges do you commonly face? Well, I think that's a very good question. And um, and I think, uh, and a lot of data scientists would agree with me here that a large part goes into solving data issues. And since there is no single source of data that you can just query and run your algorithms on with respect to if you're working in a large, large organization and you have data across, across many, many tables. And um, you have to really work on uh, data collection and understanding the business problem first because there can be no universal anomaly detection that can do the trick, right? So you have to spend time with the stakeholders, like I said in, in, in our, in, uh, previously as well, you have to spend time with the stakeholders and the business to identify and study what you're trying to do and uh, the features you might need for a successful implementation of the analysis. I mean, it's like you have to define the limits or how far you want to take this. Like I, like I said similarly before, you you have to define what your goal is and where where you have to end this analysis um, before actually starting or embarking on the journey. I think the most uh, common challenges are, I, I'd say, data related. I am gonna repeat myself again and again, but it's still data related because uh, you in a large organization or anywhere for that matter, the data you might need will have to be transformed. And rewired in a and, and made it in a way that you imagine. And so, uh, as a data scientist, I always uh, when when a, a problem comes in my way, I start to think about how I can and what features I might need. So, um, and and um, some golden source table might not contain the information that I want in a way that I want. So, uh, a lot of uh, querying goes into it to make it into a transform table that my models will consume. Um, although I think it may sound easy in my but in my opinion the most important part of the analysis is this how you build your data how how you sort of create your transform table so it's simple i think garbage in garbage out theory yeah that's a very good point you said and i've uh, seen that uh, quite happening everywhere and uh, that actually takes up a lot of time like any time we are trying to onboard a new new use case also that i yeah. mean especially in large organization i think that comes on the way um how did you uh, like how do you manage i mean have you come across any tools or solutions that make your life easier in terms of data transformation or modeling because after that obviously the storage and anomaly detection on top of it uh, matters and there are um solutions out there uh, which is solving and we earlier talked about Stratry third eye uh, with um, like Stratry third eye is built out of um, I mean built on top of um, Apache Pino so it takes mm -hmm. uh, all the power of Apache Pino and makes it super easy and quick that problem is definitely it is solving um, the main mm -hmm. thing is like prior to that stage like storing the data and querying I think that problem is quite solved but um, as you said mm. rightly, uh, data scientists spend a lot of time in transformation and modeling. So write data in, then you will get the most value from products like uh, Apache right. Pino or um, Study Third Eye, we spoke about it earlier. So now which right. tools or solutions or 
any best practices that you followed that kind of expedites the data transformation and modeling so that uh, the time to value is quicker? I think uh, I'm going to be old school here, but I think your SQL skills um, sort of uh, makes a lot of difference. Uh, if you know the business problem well, if, if you assume that you know where our tables are, uh, where our databases are, and uh, uh, where where they are kept and everything. So I think uh, the most important aspect is here is technically your SQL skills and, and how how you well with the with queries and everything. That, that can cater and help you a lot with uh, the transformations. Other than that, I, I use PySpark a lot, so um, I'm, I'm going to give it to Spark as well. So if your Spark skills are good, then you'll be uh, good to go. Um, apart from this, I think uh, it, it's, it's really about one is business problem, which I think if you understand it well, and then there is your uh, querying skills, and then there is how you um, how you have planned your analysis well on EDA because there is no defined EDA on this, and this this depends upon what your data is and um, what your attributes are, what your features are. So um, I think EDA skills, querying skills are the most important in studying the data right before before you start modeling or before you apply any any algorithms on it. Great. Um, that's a good um, share. I think that's helpful. So if I had to summarize, it's first is nailing down your use case or business problem. That's yeah. very, very yeah. important. Correct. Second, uh, you're saying is the mining, right? Data mining, like querying skills, which will help you right. mine the data, understand the data very well so that you can map the data to the use case, right? And then right. a third is like process the data using Spark or other uh, like PySpark you talked right. about that's the transformation right. that we are talking about like transforming right. the data right. and, and just apart from this a good relationship with data engineers or data owners might help a lot <laughs> yes and the third uh, phases actually then comes the detection and then if you do this first uh, three step right uh, you will get the best value um, out of the detection step uh, I think I 100% agree with that. Um, so once your uh, data part and idea part is done, you now and you will be confident enough to apply a lot of models to it. So um, that is, I think, a crucial step before modeling. Modeling is also a crucial step, but I think before modeling, it has to be a clear pathway towards modeling. Got it. And if you have done all those earlier stage right, and you have a good solution in place, because not that everyone is discovering this for the first time, uh, but after mm -hmm. that, uh, definitely the detection solution will be uh, very helpful. Right. Very, very, very important. Great. I see a few folks in the uh, audience. Again, I wanted to mention that if you have any question or want to share your perspective, make this as an interactive se uh, session. Raise your hand and I will invite you to the stage. Okay, I don't see any raised hands, so I'll keep going in terms of uh, uh, the next question I have. So, uh, we are uh, quite interesting uh, discussion, Ayus. I think uh, we uh, definitely got some interesting facts about um, how data scientists are 
being instrumental in terms of uh, detecting anomalies mm-hmm. in managing performance of business or system through KPIs and metrics and what comes on your way. So my next question is, um, let's talk about anomaly detection solution overall um, in terms of mm-hmm. what is, uh, I mean, we briefly touch about data quality and uh, defining the problem statement, right? Um, mm-hmm. But what about uh, like data patterns and uh, finding the right uh, detection technique or building uh, training or testing data, uh, data sets? Uh, what are the roadblocks mostly come during the space and how can we quickly iterate on that and then reduce the time to onboard? Sure, sure. I think... Um... Like you said, uh, finding the patterns in the data can be can be a bit challenging because um, with with lots of data volumes coming in, um, we we have categorical numerical features that um, that has to be handled differently. So finding the patterns can be hard, and there are algorithms that can cater to how you find patterns, like dimensional reduction, and everything. And of course, choosing the right technique, which also comes with sort of a lot of experience in trying different algorithms. Um, with uh, different algorithms, I, I just want to say it, it should be logical and uh, not just, you know, trying every algorithm out there. Like, for example, if I'm um, I'm on a time series forecasting model, I, I just don't want to apply every model that is out there. Um, it, it shouldn't be just blind hit and trial. It should be an informed hit and trial. You understand the data first and then you apply models to it. Uh, see how um, see how much variance there is in the data and the the model you are applying. See what's the appetite of that model and, and whereabouts of um, different hyperparameters and stuff. So uh, I just want to add after even after you've chosen the algorithm, you've got to train and optimize the hyperparameters and um, and it also comes at a serious cost as you just can't grid search your way out of in a large data set. So, you know, um, these these all come in tandem your um, training and, and um, your hyperparameter tuning. So finding the optimal tuning technique can uh, also prove to be a headache uh, in my experience as well. And um, in, in further that, I think uh, testing and evaluation, and it, it, that probably the most integral step since you have to be wary about change in distributions among train and test sets. Uh, it, there was an interesting um, thing I was reading about a couple of days ago about adversarial uh, validation, which is a great technique to uh, for, for testing and evaluation. People can just uh, go into it afterwards. So I think it, it can be a great uh, way to distinguish between data distributions in train and test sets. Um, finally, add this is explainability of your model and how every feature contributes feature importances. Um, when working with uh, different your businesses, your stakeholders, you have to be thorough on how do you explain your model, sort of like how your model does what it does. Because we all know ML algorithms can be sort of a bit of a black box in decision making because we, we uh, sometimes don't really know what's happening inside of them. And these explainability techniques, like I can, can go through a lot, UMAP, it's, uh, it's Shapley values and everything, are our best bet for the explainability of models. Although they are probabilistic in nature, I'd say, but 
it, it gives uh, a good idea on how the ML model is behaving. And um, I'd say, uh, and the knowledge gain can be used further to sort of, it, it can be a feedback feedback loop, isn't it? How our model is behaving, what the explainability is like, and further furnish, furnish our knowledge about how the model is behaving and tweak the model, tweak the data in a way that we want results of. Yeah, very well said. I think uh, what stuck on me it was the feedback loop. I think that is key yeah. and obviously a testing and validation. And uh, technically solving for testing validation, there are multiple solutions out there. But what's important, yeah. I guess, end of it, how would you close the feedback loop from the end yeah. users, right, who are ultimately impacted? I think that's yeah. a way to go for. And uh, yeah, definitely, um, let's say, uh, Good point you brought it up and in fact uh, in using like I mean we were talking about third eye earlier and it does that feedback loop very well uh, today and it does take into consideration the end user feedback. One challenge I do see with uh, collecting feedback and closing the feedback loop the end users also have to put a lot of effort in mentioning that. Have you encountered any challenges in that area and any solutions that worked uh, to solve that specific problem which is collecting well, uh, feedback loop i i haven't been uh, consumer facing but i i, I want just want to say this feedback loop thing is challenging because um, then again i'm going to press on uh, my point if i mentioned before that uh, it has to be defined very clearly where you have to stop because feedback loop can be an infinite loop as well on how you keep on improving your models and it can be improved infinitely. So you have to define where you want to stop and what sort of highly congruates with your business problem. If you solve that business problem, you have to stop and close the feedback loop. So it's, I, I think of uh, it in that way. Yeah, that's a great point. I think defining the end goal or end state right. is uh, extremely valuable okay i am almost towards my last questions uh, last but one uh, before that i'll see if anybody in audience have question or want to share their perspective okay i do not see a raised hand so i'll move forward with my last but one question so um, we did talk about uh, in roadblocks and we talked about mm -hmm. interesting patterns. We talked about what is anomaly detection, what solutions are there. Uh, I think what I'm interested in knowing and since you are working in this field day in out, day in out as a user um, mm -hmm. of the solution, how would you define uh, a perfect anomaly detection? If, if you were to ask, like I want a software that is doing a great job uh, of anomaly detection, what that software will look like to you? Uh, well, uh, as for this anomaly detection, I don't think there will be one perfect solution and, and will be for a long time. Um, data is the foremost element that makes or breaks any data science solution. And um, as long as there are changing trends among customers and businesses, there would be a change in data distribution and hence your models. So I think uh, a lot of solutions that exist cater to uh, a problem where we are tying everything up together and solving the problem at hand rather than going into too much technical details and, and, and getting stuck there because 
um i've seen uh, myself working and a lot of my friends in the space working we get stuck on technical details too much and uh, we forgot our main goal or main perspective should be how to solve the business problem and not it's it shouldn't be looked at as a technical problem technical technicalities are just a way to solve it um so i think um, that's quite key and, and i think a lot of tools like third eye as well are trying to solve and bridging the gap between this so uh, keeping the heavy weight covered uh, people like me and people like a lot of analysts can can just utilize that tool to finding the right solution for a business problem great summary um, ayush and uh, thanks for sharing the perfect or the ideal solution that you would hope for as a data scientist uh, to solve anomaly detection so um, let's um, i think that's all i had in terms of questions i'll do a last call if audience has any question or i will um, just uh, wrap up uh, with some summary insights and uh, key takeaways i do not see any raised hands so in order to summarize the overall like what um, we discussed today and what are the key insights we came across and the closer overall or wrapping up and are you chiming if i missed anything so i'll just try to summarize the best possible way so uh, those users who do not know anomaly detection what it is in simple terms anomaly detection is something that's not um very obvious or ordinary and uh, which you find very different than the rest and that's what called anomaly or the outlier and um, it's very important as businesses are growing data is growing and nobody is sitting and watching them all through the day or all the time and uh, there are blind spots that uh, un- without uncovering those blind spots in a timely fashion it could have adverse effect whether it's for your business or your system and having an anomaly detection solution is going to be very very helpful in this in these cases and um, based on my discussion with ayus it seems like streaming anomaly detection is not very well solved that space if we go after solving that space or addressing that space could be very valuable to many businesses however there's another challenge that many of the business owners do not know if this is valuable to the to them so there is a data literacy gap out there we need to close and then see how this can be valuable some of us are able to see this and how um, we can um, like uh, keep marching towards that like streaming anomaly detection is key that's a, that's a very valid point data data literacy is a very valid point yeah and uh, besides that i think uh, industries we talked about which are finding very useful using anomaly detection solution are um, uh like fintech for sure and then e-commerce is another one um am i missing on anything else ayush or you have anything to add uh no i think uh, you got it all covered um just one thing uh just want to add in 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 terms of from the perspective of a data scientist to try to look at uh how sort of your business problem and your data correlates 
So try and finding the right patterns in the data and, and I'd say look at a lot of data um, so you, you get an idea on how how to approach things in a way that solves the business problem rather than uh, just looking into the solution first, look at the problem first. Yeah, very uh, valid. And then we talked about, uh, I mean, after marrying the problem with the solution, I think that's very, very important. And then you also mentioned that data mining and transformation plays a big role um, with, in terms of time to value. Um, I mean, time to value in terms of uncovering the data blind spot through anomaly detection. And uh, we also talked about um, like the common challenges as a data scientist you face um, uh, and uh, how you're trying to address them and there are no best solution out there. So focus on um, primarily um, the problem statement and then uh, basically uh, how quickly you can move through identifying data patterns and then uh, working towards the detection solution. And we did talk about um, Stratry Third Eye and how Stratry Third Eye is helping and uh, it's one of the advanced tool um, Ayush you mentioned and thanks for saying that um, which is evolving in the right direction and we probably want to see more of that um, and then we talked about uh, the perfect solution would look like. Anything else uh, you wanted to cover or uh, we can wrap it up? Uh, just, just want to call this out. I'm a huge fan of Apache Pino and uh, what it does and how it does it. So I think it's a, probably a technical marvel in terms of streaming and uh, how businesses utilize Pino uh, in anomaly detection as well as other data science problem would be a key to understand how data science can be uh, solved in, in a streaming uh, environment rather than in a passive environment. So I think, yeah, just want to shout out, give a shout out to Apache Pino. Yeah, thanks for saying that plus 100 to that for sure. And uh, start, in fact, Third Eye is built on top of Pino, taking all the goodness of Pino. So that's a blessing. Um, so with that, I think we are end of the session. Uh, I just wanted to see if audience has any question or anybody would like to share any perspective. You can raise your hand and I can invite you to the stage. If not, uh, then we are going to wrap up. Um, so let me wait for a second. Okay, uh, looks like nobody has questions. So uh, going to wrap up. Before I wrap up, if anybody wants to talk to us or chat with us, I think I use your handle is LinkedIn handle. People can reach out to you on LinkedIn if they have questions, follow-up questions. Sure, sure, for sure. Sure. And same as me, um, I'm also available in LinkedIn and uh, you can, if you have follow-up questions, you can reach out and uh, DM me. I'm recording this session, so I will um, share the recordings later. And I also publish a newsletter on a monthly basis. So uh, the summary of this uh, session will be also in the newsletter. So please look out for that. And uh, thanks a lot for listening to us and uh, making this uh, session interactive. And special thanks to Ayus. Um, first, uh, I mean, sharing very good insights, though you are early in your career. You have learned a lot, uh, super impressed with your insights. And also um, talking about a lot of interesting uh, things in terms of the future of anomaly detection. 
and uh, it was great to have you on this call and yeah and thanks for being the champion for talking about Chaturi uh, Thodai and Apache Pino. Thank you so much uh, for having me. It's, it was a really great session on talking about how uh, the trends have been and where this anomaly detection space will be going in terms of uh, streaming services. So I think, yeah, really, really informative session. Thank you. Uh, with this, I'm wrapping up. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you.